Hi everyone from my side, a warm welcome to our service today. My name is Louis Skippers. If you do not know me, I've got the privilege of leading Prodao Church. And I'm so glad that you joined us today. To our whole Prodao family, everyone watching on Seals Course, and if you're a first-time visitor today, thank you for joining us. We are still online, but with Level 2, we can now start meeting in person in community groups again. And I'm super excited that we'll be able to connect in person very soon. But today, we are finishing up our series, It's Your Move. We're using chess to illustrate a basic principle of life. This whole series is about our vision, and our vision is about helping you to follow in the foot of Jesus Christ as a disciple of Jesus as best you can. So why chess? Because in chess, each and every chess piece needs to continue making moves in order for the game to progress till the point where the game is won. If the chess pieces stay stuck, the game will remain stuck and there will be no forward movement. The same is true for our lives. If we do not continue, if we do not intentionally make the decision to continue making, moving forward, we will remain stuck, not only in our physical um, life, like health-wise, not only in our emotional states, but also in our spiritual lives. So in this series, we are using our vision that says we want to connect people to life-changing relationships up in and out. We believe life change best happens within relationships. In, we need three kinds of relationships in our life. The first is a personal relationship with Jesus. The second is authentic community with our church. And the third is sacrificial relationships with the world. And what we wanted to do is in this series is to give you six habits, six movements that you can choose to do every day so that you do not stay stuck during lockdown, but that you can continue growing and moving forward in your faith as a follower of Jesus. So each of those three, up, in and out, has a corporate movement, something we have to do together as a church, because Christianity is a personal decision, but it is not a private religion. It's something we do as the church, as the bride of Jesus. And each three, up, in and out, has something you have to personally do as well. So let's do a quick recap. Up, how do we grow closer to Jesus? Together, we attend Sunday services. We make Sundays the norm, not the exception, and we worship Him together, we grow closer to Him. Inwards, how do we grow closer as a church community corporately? We learn that we are better when we're together, so we gather together in community groups where we keep each other accountable, we, we grow. And outward, how do we change the world as a church? We cannot change the world on our own, but we can do it together. So we go on outreaches together and we address the needs in our society. What about the personal side? How do you grow closer to Jesus? Personally, you have to decide to spend time with God every single day. If you don't fill up regularly, you will always run on empty. How do we connect our church community inwards? Personally, what do we have to do to grow there? We know that sharing is caring. So we have to be generous with our time, talents and treasure. It is not just a take relationship. We, everyone needs to bring something to the table. And today, lastly, we are talking about the outwards. What do I and what can I personally do to make a difference in this world? So that is a quick recap and what we're going to be talking about today. Um, last week, we did say you cannot make a change on your own, right? But we said together, when we all get together, we can bring big change to the world. But does that mean that you can make no change in the world? And the answer I want to illustrate by a little story I've heard years ago. You've probably heard it. It's not an um, uncommon illustration. But there was this old man 
that used to go for a walk on the beach every single morning. And one morning when he got to the beach, the whole beach was covered in starfish. Everywhere, the tide um, brought them out and there were hundreds and thousands of starfish lying scattered all over the beach. And on the horizon, he saw a little boy coming, walking closer to him. And every now and again, he would stop, he would, um, he would go down on his knees, he would pick something up and then throw it in the ocean. And as he got closer, the old man saw that he was picking up the starfish and throwing them back into the ocean. So he stopped the young boy and he said, what you're doing is really great, but there's hundreds and thousands of starfish scattered all over the beach and you cannot make a difference in this. There's too many starfish. And the boy went down, he picked up one starfish, he threw it into the ocean and he said, it made a difference to that one. It made a difference to that one. Guys, on our own, we might not be able to change the world. But I do believe we've got more to offer than we can imagine. And for the one person that we can reach personally, it might just make a huge difference. So our topic today, the sixth and the final topic of our series, It's Your Move. Our topic today is make the move to build intentional friendships. Make the move to build intentional friendships. So... We're going to start reading a story from the Bible. And this is so beautiful because two of the disciples of Jesus faced something very similar to what we face every day. They saw a bunch of need in the world. They were confronted with a need that they personally might have seemed too big. They might have thought, I cannot really make a difference in this guy's life. But something happened. They did decide to do something. And for that one person, it made a huge difference. So if you've got your Bible with you, let's open to Acts 3, verse 1 to 10. Acts 3, and we're going to be reading from verse 1 to verse 10. So this is after um, Jesus ascended to heaven, and then the Holy Spirit was poured out. You can go and read it in the book of Acts. It's the history of the early church. But then in chapter 3, we read this. One day, Peter and John were going to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. How ironic is that? He's crippled and the gate is called Beautiful, right? Where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him as the John. And then Peter said, look at us. Now guys, when we read that he said, look at us, it means that the man wasn't looking at them. He was probably looking at the ground, shaking his can and saying, like, sir, please help or something like that. Or, or making those familiar hands that we know at every robot in South Africa, every traffic light for people who are not from South Africa, right? He said, but Peter said, look, look at me. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. And then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and his ankles became strong. And he didn't just get up here, this in verse 8, he jumped to his feet and began to walk. 
Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping. Another way to translate that could have said he was dancing and was praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. I love the fact that this temple gate is called Beautiful. Isn't that just awesome? But what is so interesting to me in the story, there is so much need around us every single day. And it was no difference for the, different for the people in the biblical times. There were a bunch of need all around them as well. And it might even have been worse because they didn't have all the structure and all the medicine and all the things we have in place today. It wasn't in place back in the day. And although Peter couldn't change the world on his own, and although John couldn't change the world on his own, at that moment, their connection to this one man made all the difference to that one. The same as those sea stars. It made a difference to that one. And I want to share a couple of beautiful things I think that we can learn from the story today. When it comes to me making a choice, to build intentional friendships, the first thing you have to know that we learn from the story is that you can't help someone if you're not willing to cross a line of divide. Okay, I'm going to say this again and listen carefully. You can't help someone if you're not willing to cross a line of divide. Now, why am I saying this? When Peter and John walked past this man, they saw someone with a disability from birth. For a long time in Jewish culture, people believed that disabilities was a curse placed upon that people because of either their own sin or the sin of their ancestors. So they were often seen as unholy. They were seen as dirty people, the people who carried the curse of God on them. By the way, in John, the disciples at one time asked Jesus about this. And they're like, why is this man blind? Is it because of his sin or his parents' sin? And Jesus, by the way, said, it's not because of that. That's not why he's blind. But people still believed it. So a lot of people would have walked past people with disabilities. They didn't have a lot of respect for them. And kind of like the only option for them was to sit at some kind of gate at the city or at the temple. And they would hope that someone would just give them a couple of coins so they had something to eat. So what is so beautiful to me is that Peter and John, instead of just walking past and saying, you are beneath us or you will taint us while we're on our way to the temple, they decide to cross this line of divide that existed between people and people with disabilities back in the day. And the same thing happens every single day all around us. People split apart and people ignore based on all these invisible dividing lines that are between people. I remember a couple of years ago, I read this article about car guards in South Africa. Take care of your car. People, some people don't even give them anything. They, they just drive away. By the way, if you do that, please give them something. They also need to feed their family. We've, we known car, we've known car guards personally, and a lot of them were busy with part-time studies while they were doing this to just raise the income to put food on the table. But <clears throat> let's continue. The article was about how car guards spoke about people who would give them money and never look them in the eye and that broke my heart because for them it felt like people didn't have enough respect for them to just look them in the eye 
And since that day, I've made a point to look a car guard in the eye whenever I gave them money and to say thank you, not just to, to give him something out of the window and drive off. We shouldn't have dividing lines like that. But in school, people divide based on, on language, based on grade, based on the sports they play or the cultural things they do. We see people divide as they grow older based on culture, based on the color of their skin, based on language, based on social economical class, based on all kinds of crazy things. And what is interesting to me is Peter decided to cross that line of divide. And as Christians, we need to do the same thing. We need to be willing to step out of our comfort zone because all these division that exists between the children of God, because every single person on earth, no matter the color of their skin or the language they speak or the social economical class they fit into or the disabilities they have or the, 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 um, the privilege they have, whatever it might be, every single person was made in the image of God. And we shouldn't have those dividing lines. But even if you say like, Louis, I'm really intentional about not allowing lines like that to divide us. Let me talk about something that I see in the church all the time. Years ago, there was a book written by Bill Hybels, Walk Across the Room, that spoke about this. And he said the longer people are Christian, the fewer friends they have that are non-Christian. Now think about that for a moment. If you're a Christian, do you still have any friends that are not Christian? Did you have friends that were non-Christian before you became a Christian? The sad reality is we find it more comfortable to relate with people that are exactly the same as us. And therefore, we cut people out that are different. But just as Peter and John crossed the line of divide, we should also cross the line of divide. And especially when it comes to religious things, we need to cross a line of divide and have intentional friendships with people that are different to us, even if it's a different religion. Because let me tell you why this is important. In Matthew 28, the last words of Jesus, his last command was, go and make disciples. Now, let me ask you, how on earth is the church of Jesus, that is you and me, that is everyone who believes in Jesus, is the church of Jesus Christ, how can we make disciples if we do not know anyone except for disciples? We need to know people who are not disciples in order to make disciples, right? And we cannot make disciples of people who do not know Jesus if we do not have friends that do not know Jesus. Peter crosses the dividing line and reach out to someone that other people skipped over. And he didn't just throw a coin in the cup. He said in verse 4, look at us. He made a connection. It was a sign of respect. In verse 7, he didn't just say, get up and walk. He could have just said that. He took him, we read, by the right hand. He helped him up and he said, walk. We can learn so much from Peter and John about having respect for other people and investing in the life sacrificially. But friendship with people that are different than us, it doesn't just happen by itself. It's not just normal to walk to someone like that man and tell him, look me in the eye and to take his hand and to help him up. That's all symbols of friendship and respect. That doesn't just happen by itself. Naturally, we want to click around people who are the same as us. This takes intentionality. And I want to ask you to think about being intentional. Walk to the person in the room that's sitting on their own. 
Even in churches, before we launched Prodeo, we visited numerous churches and time and time again, we would be the new people and we would be standing all on our own and no one would speak to us. I want to tell you, if you're a Christian, whether it's at church, whether it's at work, at school, at university, at a party, if you see people that are on their own, that means they are different to the other people who's already clicking around, why don't you intentionally make the decision to go to them, to look them in the eye, to take their hand and to invite them into a friendship relationship. I know what you might say, Louis, but man, what do I have to offer? I don't know how to talk about Jesus. I don't have a lot of money to give people in need. I can't just tell someone who's sick um, that God will heal them. Like, what do I have to offer? I don't have a lot. I want to tell you, Peter and John probably thought they didn't have a lot. And this man was asking for money. And do you know how much they had? Zero. <laughs> they actually tell him, we do not have money to give you. And I don't think they lie. They didn't have money with it. But you see, helping, truly helping someone is about meeting more than just the surface needs. The money he wanted was a surface need, but there was so much brokenness in this man's life that was much deeper than the money issue. They offered him true life change. The life change that our vision talks about. Relationships that, that could, we want to connect people to relationships that bring about life change. This was a life changing relationship. They have, he found healing in Jesus. His sins were forgiven. He could walk again. He had a new beginning. And guys, I want to tell you, even if you have nothing to offer, I want to tell you, if we have Jesus to offer, we've got more than you can imagine. And if you do not believe you've got more to offer just by knowing Jesus, you need to go and re-evaluate your relationship with Jesus because the chances are that you have not experienced the beauty and the life that comes from following Jesus. Because when we experience it, it's something that we cannot contain in, our, in ourselves. Just as this man could. And afterwards he jumped around and, and he showed everyone the miracle, the life change that Jesus brought. You've got more to offer than you can imagine. And our relationships, I'm not saying that our relationships should have a condition like, I will be your friend if you will follow Jesus. No, our relationships are unconditional. Do you know why? Because God told us to love our neighbors and to even love our enemies. And we do not know how this person's journey with God will look. Sometimes you meet someone and, and they experience the life change of Jesus quickly. Sometimes it takes months. Sometimes it takes years. So our relationship should be without condition, but it still should be intentional. And for me, if I truly care about someone, if I truly invest in their life, there is no way that I do not dream about and pray about showing them the beautiful love of Jesus, their Savior. Because I know it is the best decision they can ever make. And I know it will change the life. And we should believe in it enough to be so intentional that although we love people unconditionally, we're still intentional in the little things to point them towards Jesus. I'm not saying physical need is not important. They did take care of the man's physical need. He couldn't walk, right? And money is important. If someone doesn't have money and food on the table, you can tell them about Jesus. But if they cannot fill their belly... They're going to struggle to listen to anything you're saying. So physical need is important, but don't underestimate spiritual need. Don't underestimate emotional need. We just talked about it at community group this week. 
Um, there's been new articles in the media, uh, a farmer um, that, that killed his wife and then himself or a winemaker, um, a pastor that hanged himself in a church building. There's so many suicides that's been happening in our world since lockdown where people just cannot handle this pressure that has been put on them. And I think a lot of times it's, got, it's because of the economical state in our country. But that is just, emotional need is just as important as physical need. And spiritual need is just as important. So don't just look at the surface level issue, but also look deeper. We can only truly help people once we are willing to look past the, the masks they're wearing. And when we look into their souls. This man had a simple mask. He had a can or a cup or something in his hand and he was asking for money. That would have been an easy fix. It would have been a quick fix, but it wouldn't have changed his life. They were willing to look deeper. They, they were willing to say, look me in the eye. And that's why they were able to change his life. So I want to tell you today, it starts with a hand of friendship. If you don't know where to start, it starts with a hand of friendship. We often think short term, we want to change someone's life. Now we want to do something quick and hope it will change. But long term investment in the lives of other people will give much better results. So instead of just throwing a two round coin out of the window, why don't you decide, why don't you make a decision to reach out a hand of friendship to someone that's completely different to you? And it's not always easy, but that's the way of Jesus. It doesn't ask us to do what is easy, ask us to do what is right. Stretch out your hand to someone that you think have need and decide, make a decision to journey with them, make a decision to invest in their life. This is what you can do this week. Go and pray that God will open your eyes to whoever he sends to cross your path. Because I can assure you, he will send people to cross your path. But it's easy for us to go through life with, with, um, with, with eye patches on and just miss what God wants to do through our lives and the lives of other people. So pray and say, God, remove Remove these eye patches and help me to see who you are placing on my path. That's your first prayer. The second prayer is ask God that he will give you wisdom in, and humility in how you should approach them. Because we want to approach people correctly so that a lasting friendship can develop so that people can one day find Jesus. That little boy couldn't save all the starfish that was washed out by the tide. But for the couple that he picked up, it made all the difference. And I want to tell you today, you might not be able to change the whole world, but you could change someone's life. And you never know what the ripple effect might be. This man, after his life was changed, we read that people were filled with wonder and amazement. That they saw something of the power of God alive in that man's legs. And I want to tell you, when we help people to find Jesus in the life change, you don't know what the ripple effect it might have. You might have only touched one life, but that one life could set off a whole chain of events that could, at the end of the day, change the world. So let me tell you this today. Let me close with this. You can change the world one life at a time. Why don't, before we close, why don't you get on the comment line? And just type that in if you're watching today. You can change the world one life at a time. Let's share this message with the world. And if everyone starts to touch one life, we never know where we might end up in a couple of years from now. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that although I might not be able to change the whole world, that I can help someone 
that I can make a difference in one person's life. I pray this week, God, that you would open our eyes to the people you sent to cross our paths. I pray that we would see them, that we would recognize them, and that we would go to them and give them a hand and, and say, look me in the eyes, that we will start journeying with them in humility, in friendship, so that one day, the biggest need that people can have, the need to meet their Savior and their Creator, so that one day, that need might be fulfilled. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our online service today. If you enjoyed the service and feel you want to contribute to what Brodeo is doing, consider giving financially to our church. There's two ways you can do that. The first way is through our banking details and the second way is through Snapscan. Both of these steps is available on our website. You can just go to www.prodeo.org.za forward slash give or you can follow the link below in the comments. If you enjoyed the video, please share it to everyone you know. We want more people to connect to life-changing relationships. That is it from us. Bye.